Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Book of Exodus. Chapter 3. Exodus 3, we're just going to be reading um, 9 and 10. Exodus 3, 9 and 10. And I want us to pray like people that are hungry for a change in our nation. People that are hungry for a change in the leadership of this nation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, so uh, before we get to it, it's, it's actually the story of Israelites, you know, going through a lot of oppression in Egypt. And let's read nine. Nine, say, nine says, Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. And I have seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Egypt is a place of captivity. It is a place where you cannot fully express yourself. It is a place where there's a classification of people. There's there's the slave, there's the freeborn, there's the poor, there's the old. There's middle class, there's there's higher class, there's lower class. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to be praying that this morning, Father, let your will be done. God has sent God has sent us somebody. God will not send us a Savior. He has sent us somebody already. But we're going to pray that, Father, in this coming election, let your will be done. The person that will, that will lift up the burden of people, the person that will have the burden of the people at heart, the person that will have the interest of the people, the interest of the nation, we might say, oh, this person is right, this person is, is, you know, judging by our own knowledge. This person is the person that we think is good for the job. But only God knows because only God that knows the heart of a man. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this morning, I want us to lift up our voice and say, Father, concerning this nation, we want someone that you alone knows has the solution to our problem. We want someone that we know God that has the burden of the people in mind. Father, let your will concerning our nation Concerning this election, let it be done in the name of Jesus. Father, let your will, O God, let it be done in the name of Jesus. Concerning this forthcoming election, O God, let your will be done, O God. The person that will deliver people from their oppression. The person, O God, the person, O God, that 
that have the interest of people at heart. Father, we ask for God concerning our nations, O oh God, concerning our nation of Nigeria, concerning the election that is coming, O oh God. Father, let your will be done, O oh God. Let your will be done, O oh God. Your word says that man looks at the outward appearance, but you alone looks at the inward. You know the intent of man. Father, the person that has the nation's interest at heart, the person that will take off even from our place, from our Egypt to our promised land. Father, O oh God, we pray for such person to emerge in this forthcoming election, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Father, we ask this morning, O oh God, that let your will for our nation. Let your will for our nation. Let your will for our nation. Male Your word says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, you said you will heal from heaven and you will heal their land. Father, this morning, oh God, we are crying unto you concerning our nation, Nigeria. We ask, oh God, that Father, let your will for us be done. We know that your will for us, oh God, is good. Your will for us, for us, our nation is to flourish. Your will for our nation, oh God, is that everything flourishes and the economy is good. But Father, oh God, we know, oh God, Satan has another motive. But we know that your will, your will, oh God, is what we want for it to come to pass. Father, you are the only one that can do for us, oh God. We ask this morning, oh God, that Father, concerning this forthcoming election, let your will be done. Let your will be done. The one that you've sent to us, oh God. Let the person emerge in the name of Jesus. Every device is of the devil, oh God. I want you to go ahead right now and begin to speak to every device of the devil that they might want to use against this election. Let it fail. Let it fail. Every device, every plan, everything that they are, that, that they are planning to, to bring about the, the reading of this election. Let it fail. Let it fail. Let it fail. Every technology that they might want to use, every plan that they are planning, in the name of Jesus, they will fail. The plan will fail. The plan will fail. The plan will fail. Only the will of God shall stand. Only the will of God shall stand. Only the will of God shall stand. Some days ago, and then I was in the bus, and then you know, 
people were talking about the election, and one man kept talking about APC. And I was like, what is wrong with this man? The post that you usually enter for 200 naira, they are carrying for 500 naira, and you are still here advocating for a government that you know has made life very tight for us. And I was just thinking, and right now while we're praying, you know, that thought just came to my head again. And you know, the Holy Spirit just said, it's like you don't know what's happening. You don't know. You know, I heard a man of God say that all these politicians, you can't, you can't just, you don't know the extent at which they go. The man said, all the sometimes you just see a plane flying that you don't know what they are doing. Sometimes maybe that they are running courses and you know doing all sort of incantations so that the eyes of people will will not be open. Because I mean, I don't know in this economy where somebody will still be conversing for the present government. Praise God. So I'm going to be praying. God is not going to go to the polling booth for us. It is we humans that are going to go. We're going to be praying that Father, everything that is covering the eyes of people, that is covering the minds of people concerning this election, that is not making them to see the reality of what they are about to do, the reality of what is at stake, the reality of what is in front of us, Father, let that veil be taken away. In the name of Jesus, concerning our nation, let people's eyes be opened. Let people's understanding be enlightened, be open. Let them know what is at stake. Let them know what we are about to do. That it is not a joke. Another eight years is not going to be a joke. Another eight years is not going to be a joke. Let's pray the Father, open the eyes of people. Open the eyes of people. Let there be a, a, a righteous anger in the, in the hearts of people. In the name of Jesus, let them be a righteous anger in the hearts of people. In the name of Jesus, that people hope they will want to vote and they will want to vote rightly. Anything, everything, whatsoever that anything has done to cloud the knowledge of people, to cloud the understanding, to cloud the minds of people concerning this election, we break it in the name of Jesus. We break such incantation in the name of Jesus. My brother, they I want you to speak like somebody that has authority. I'm going to break every incantation against people concerning this election in the name of Jesus. We need to break that veil in the name of Jesus. We need to break that veil that is clouding their judgment, that is clouding their mind, that is clouding their eyes in the name of Jesus.
That spell is broken. That infestation is broken. In the name of Jesus. That veil is lifted up. That veil is lifted up. My body In Jesus' name we pray. Now I want to be praying for the church concerning this election. I don't know if anybody has noticed, but it's just it's as if the church is silent about the election. And okay. the truth is that the church has a way of influencing people towards a particular person. But for no reason, this period, the church is just silent. We don't know if it's a threat. We don't know what has happened. But we're going to be praying that that boldness will be restored to the church. Amen. In the name of Jesus. That spirit of boldness. That spirit of, I tell you, whoever enters the law, the policies that will be bringing up will have a way of affecting our church. Yeah. But the church is, is, is becoming too silent. So we're going to be praying that Father, restore the church to the place it's supposed to be in this election. Restore that boldness. Restore that, that all trust. In the name of Jesus, let's begin to go ahead and pray for the body of church as a whole. But Father, in any way that you've lost that boldness, the boldness to speak the truth in the coming election, Father, in the name of Jesus, let it be restored by your mercy. In the name of Jesus, let the place of the church be restored. In the name of Jesus, let the place of the church be restored in the political matters of the of the country. In the name of Jesus, let it be a restoration. In the name of Jesus, let it be a restoration of the place of the church. In the name of Jesus, Glory to God. Glory to God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Righteous Father, we thank you because whenever we pray according to your will, we have a confidence that you hear and answer our prayers. So we believe and we speak over this nation. In the elections, righteousness prevails. Light prevails. Progress prevails. Amen. 
The darkness is unseated. Amen. Retrogression and economic downtimes are unseated. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Nigeria rises Amen. into light and progress. Amen. The church take a place in the politics of the nation. Amen. We shine as a light in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for it is done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church had a better amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Let's sing the song we sang earlier this morning. Let's sing it again. Eternal, eternal life. Eternal, eternal life. Now I leave eternal life. God has saved my soul. Now I live eternal life. God has saved my soul. Eternal, eternal. Sing it loud. Eternal, eternal life. Now I live eternal life. God has saved my soul. Now I live, now I live eternal life. God has saved my soul. Say eternal, eternal. Yes, eternal, eternal. Now I live, now I live eternal life. God has saved my soul. Now I live. God has saved my soul. So that's actually the New Testament way of singing that song. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John 17. The book of John chapter 17. Praise God. From verse 1. Are we there? John 17, verse 1. If you're there, say, I'm there. All right. If you're there, say, I'm there. Okay, I want to wait for the others to get there. John 17. If you're there, say, I'm there. It says in verse 1, Jesus spoke this word, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the eyes come, glorify your son, that your son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give what? Eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life that we may know you, the only what? True God and Jesus Christ whom you sent. Amen. It says, and this is eternal life, which is that the eternal life is that we may know who, please? Know the what? Know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Alright. 1 John 5 verse 20. We'll come back to this. 1 John 5 verse 20. Praise God. I said praise God. 
First John chapter 5 verse 20, it says and I read, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. The same thing as saying that we may know the true God. Or that we may know the truth about God. And that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true. And his son, sorry, it says, in his son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and his eternal life. Please, please, please. If you look at verse 7 of John, verse 3, sorry, of John 17, it says, that we may know God and Jesus who you have sent. Am I correct? But this one now, it now says that God is the eternal life. Let's go back there. Let me now explain. John 17 verse 3. Hold the one we just read, First John 5 verse 20. Timothy, you're welcome. I was a girl you came to church. Ask the truth. I called you, you didn't pick up. But I made your work easier. First John, you're looking for a pen? Okay, this boy give me. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want you to get it. So are we together? So all that first John 5 verse 20. Let's go to chapter 17 of the book of John. John 17 verse 3. Let's read together. I'm reading the New King James. One, two, go. And this is eternal life, that we may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you sent. Alright, so it says, knowing you, God, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, is eternal life. Hallelujah. It says, where's Mr. Sambo? It says, knowing God, who is the only true God, and Jesus Christ, is eternal life. Now, First John 5, verse 20. Don't get distracted, please. Please, I need your attention. First John 5, 20 says, And we know the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. So, please look up. That means the real purpose of Jesus Christ is not just he came to die. Do you see that? He didn't talk about death, anything about dying here. But the dying is part of how you get to know God. That if anybody is going to die in any situation, God will choose to die for you. The whole purpose of Jesus' coming is not that he came to the earth uh, uh, I am serving a living God His name is Jesus Christ He died Who knows that song? And rose Who sang that song again? Panambesipo, right? He died and rose and gave me victory That's a good song But we all usually believe that he just came to die If he came to die, he would have just lived 30 years And be sacrificed but he did three and a half years of ministry to explain God, to show God, so that God can be understood. Light reveals what is there. Is somebody with me? He says, this is the true God. What it means, true God, it means the God you are seeing, the God you are noticing, is not really the true God. It is God plus some people's, um, give me a word. People's ideas, or people's what? Opinions. So he says, this is the true God. He now says, knowing God, and the song you have sent is eternal life. Let me explain that. Chapter 17 of John says, Knowing God and the Son is sent is eternal life. While first John 5 says, Knowing Jesus Christ is eternal life. They have removed God. Am I saying something? Why? It's because we've explained over and over that 
God is Jesus Christ. So you have said, my brother, you said that Jesus is God. But Jesus says, the Father that sent me is greater than I. That's in the Bible. So if God and Jesus are the same, why does he say, the Father is greater than I? Why? It's because the Bible says, Jesus became lower he became lower than the angels. Angels cannot die. So the day he became a human being, he stepped down in terms of man, in terms of his glory. He did not share the glory of a person that was unkillable any longer. The day he took flesh and blood, is somebody following me. Why did he do that? Because he has to have flesh and blood in order to die for people who have flesh and blood. For you to be my substitute, you must look like me. Is somebody hearing me? When do you want to uh, cheat in exams? To look for someone that looks like Am I saying something, please? And who will carry their ID? Jesus was not cheating. He became the carrier of our ID so that he suffers what we are to suffer. So in him coming down, in God coming down as a human, he steps down his personality. Yet he was God. Am I saying something? Am I saying something, please? Alright. Now, the Bible says the reason that he came, the reason why we have eternal life is to know God. Somebody say the purpose of eternal life is knowing God. Now, did I make that up? Do you know that if I told you to define eternal life, you would never have said so? Am I saying the truth? If I had said that you should define or explain what is eternal life, you would never have said so. Why? Because you will think about defining eternal life in terms of duration. You know the word eternal life? A teacher here, please help me. Which one of them is a noun? Eternal life. Which one of those two words is a noun? Huh? Which one is a noun? Huh? Eternal? All of life. Life is now now. You see now? You see? So what comes before a noun that qualifies a noun? Adjective. So most times we are focused on the adjective. The eternal noun is an adjective. It's describing the life. That's why sometimes Jesus will not be described as described as eternal life. He will say. Christ is our life. Colossians 3 verse 4. Remember? Christ. If you say Christ is our eternal life, it's our life. Because that to describe some qualities of this life is that it doesn't have a beginning nor end. You know what happened to you? The day you got saved, you did not start having, let me explain, how can I say this name? It's not as if you now begun eternal life. No. You will latch yourself into a train that is called eternal life. That's been before you started. So it cannot end because of you. That eternal life has been in existence. You now enter into it. So you are in life, life is in you. Am I saying something? Does it make sense to you? Yes. So eternal life, eternal is the Greek word Ionos. A-I-N-O-S. Ionos, which means having no beginning, no ending. Life is talking about the nature, the, the, the essence of God, the essence. You know, you touch a person, you check the pulse, you say, is this life in him? The essence of God is the life of God. Somebody say the essence of God. Is the life of God. Now, sometimes that word essence, most of the times in the Bible, is described as glory. Somebody say glory. glory. 
So what is glory? Glory is the essence of God. Glory in the Hebrew Bible, in the Old Testament, is kabod. Kabod. Kabod means weightiness. Because it's describing glory. What does glory mean? Glory is all that God is, all that God has, all that God can do. Are you with me? Glory, I'm saying it slowly so you can take notes if you want to. Glory is all that God is, all that God has, and all that God can do. Say after me, glory is all that God is. Uh oh, are you saying it with life? Say glory. Glory is all that God is. Is all that God has. And all that God can do. So we're going to open to the book of John, chapter 1. All the scriptures are interlinked. John, chapter 1. Look at verse 14. John 1, verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory. And we beheld his glory. We beheld his glory. So what does it mean when it says they beheld his glory? They beheld what? All that all that God has and all that God can do. When you know all that God can do, you will know all that God cannot do. I'll explain again. You must catch it. John 1 verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We beheld his what? Glory. We beheld his what? Glory. What is glory? All that God is, all that God has, and all that God can do. So they beheld all that God is. They beheld all that God has. They beheld all that God can do. In that beholding all that God can do, they now knew all that God cannot do. Yeah. So if you told them what God cannot do does not exist, they'll say, I know you love God and you're sitting out of passion, but you are technically wrong. Yeah. I saw it. something. Please don't post this to argue with other people. We don't have time for that. John, first John chapter 1. We are still in John. John had a revelation that others did not share. First John chapter 1. I wish you had 16 fingers when so you put it between all these uh, portions of scripture we're opening to. They are all interlinked. Remember, it says we beheld his glory. The same John who wrote that wrote first John chapter 1. The book of first John is the book before Revelations. It's the first epistle of John chapter 1. Verse 1. Are you there? Yeah. This which we from Sorry, this which was from the beginning, which we have what? Which we have what? Which we have what? So we have heard and we have what? Seen. You know? With our what? Eyes. With our what, please? Eyes. Which we have looked upon. Look at the emphasis. We have seen, we have heard, we have seen, we have looked upon, and our what? Hands have handled concerning. The word of life. Does it sound like John chapter 1 verse 14? Yeah. And we beheld his glory. Continue reading. It's continue, he continues his train of thoughts. He says, the life was 
manifested. So he's calling that word life. He's the same person that wrote in John chapter 1. And the word was a life. And the life, the, the word was light. And the light was the life of men. The life was manifested. And we have seen and bear witness. And declare to you that that eternal life. Which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That's which that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. Mm. Mark that word. So the reason why they were declaring this glory they have seen is that if you hear this person, if you know what we saw in him, what we heard of him, you will want to have fellowship with us, which is salvation. Somebody with me. That means if people really know the true God, not the God of ah, we don't, God is mysterious. If they know true God, the personality of God is so attractive that you want to know Him. It says if we see, you see what we saw. If you experience the God we saw, not the one you are thinking. Ah, God can just give you malaria tomorrow now to teach you a lesson. If you know the God we know, you want to have fellowship with us. We want to be with us. We want to share what we share. The word fellowship is the Greek word koinonia, which means to share the same thing. You want to share this God with us. Hallelujah. Amen. It says that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things will write to you that you, your joy may be full. So focus on how John says we beheld him, we touched him, we felt him, we heard him. We beheld him, we felt him, we touched him. That is, he's saying we saw the glory. The glory is what he has, sorry, who he is, what he has, and what he can do. Now, go to that John, that book of John again. We're in chapter 1 earlier. Go to chapter 2. John chapter 2, verse, not first John, but the, the, the gospel of John, chapter 2, verse 11. Somebody say, I carry glory. I carry glory. Say, I wear glory. Say Christ in me, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. John chapter 2 verse 11, it says, This beginning of signs did Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested what? He manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed in him. What did he do? He turned water to wine. So the Bible calls that part of the manifestation of his words. Part of the manifestation of his So we see, it says, it was the beginning. Look, look at what it says. This beginning of science, did Jesus? So this beginning, that means the science is being where for you to see something. I want to ask you a question. What does a sign mean? Remove your mind from church language, sign. Signage. What does a sign do? Direction. 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 Or describes. Describes direction or information. So either directing to something or it's informing about something. For instance, you are welcome to First Act Town. That thing you see on that app over first gate is a sign. Am I saying something, please? So signs are to communicate. A reality. 
signs are to communicate a reality. So when Jesus began to do miracles, God called that the beginning of signs. It was all the miracles were pointing you to the glory of God. That did you see any miracle done by Jesus Christ to cripple anybody's mouth? That was a sign too. So what he did not do too was a sign. Am I saying something, please? That means he cannot do it. If he could do it, he would have done it. Hallelujah. I want to ask you a question. Sister Lady, can you break the TV in your house? Your mother's house. Can you break it? Are you powerful enough to break it? Will you break it? Will you almost kill someone that breaks it? Almost. Oh, I know you thought about it. I think this is working. Almost. <laughs> now, I'll ask again. Does he have the power to break the TV? Will he, in a million years, think about breaking it? Can God destroy something? Yes. Will God destroy something? No. Do you see the difference? Yes, all power, all power belongs to all power. You're going to say, Father, break the neck of my enemies. Because you have ill God and ill sight people and say, God can do anything. No. She can break the TV. If I punch this TV, will it break? Will I punch the TV? No. I know I'm not going to punch it. <laughs> That's TV. Can God kill Mr. Samuel? Yes. yes. Will he kill him? He knows how much he wants him. Yeah. With the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. I see something. Yeah. Hmm. Life does enter your soul. Pastor, God can do anybody else kill can God, yes, will eat. Do you hear the point, please? There are powers you will never use with the thing you die. Yes, you have that power. My mother would kill me and strangle me when I was a baby. But she never exercised that power. That is what God called, if you then be evil. God calls a good mother evil. As a what you call good. He says, you are not good enough. You are still evil compared to my goodness. If they put you on the scale based on me, you will be evil. Look, 11. If you then be evil, he says, Can a father, when he's asked of his child, give me bread, will he give him stone? If he says, Give me fish, will he give him scorpion? He says, If you then be evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Did he say the same way? He says, No. How much more shall your heavenly father give good gifts to them that ask? The good gifts of all good gifts is the gift of eternal life. Hallelujah. So can God, can I break this thing? Would I think about breaking it? So it's not even in my thoughts. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. And the only way my thoughts can be your thoughts, says the Lord, is by you knowing my word. Because you always think that God can do it. God has thought it. He's just holding himself back. God is not even holding himself back. Because he's not even thinking it. If he thinks it, it will become a sin. Because Jesus says, if you think it, you have done it. Yeah. Is somebody with me? So God is not even angry to the point of trying to kill you. All those things that Jesus, Jesus will not make. This is how we thought about God. Come quickly, come quickly. That God sometimes wants to kill you. You have told you of this. Jesus is now at the right hand of the Father. Bible says he's making intercession. So God said, I will, I will, I will return. 
But before they came to interrupt his preaching with that girl that they caught in the act of adultery. So he now said to the people, you see, they thought they came, they came to shame him, but I've used her as an example to reveal the glory of God. What God, who God is, what God asks, what God will not do. Now said, people, I'm the light of the world. Anyone that follows me will not walk in darkness. Is somebody following me? He showed that God will not do that job. I will make people have died. But not God. But not God. First Samuel 24. You see, first or second Samuel 24. David, you know, he, he was in Zeke, like hiding for Saul. He was with his mighty men. They took people away. They did not, because they knew David was not around. They said, let's do something that will win. They took all the, the people, the city that kept him, you know, you know put him in the uh, 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 asylum. They are kidnapped all the children, all the women, including David's own children and women. And when David came back and found what was happening, people were crying. The men were crying. Bible says, and they spoke of stoning David. No law to stone David, but their culture was stoning. They spoke of stoning David. That means the people they were stoning, it's not God that sanctioned the stoning. Stoning was their culture. Moses says, These people, they, they need food, they will stone me. They were used to stone before they loved stone. Moses only put the law there to limit stoning. Is somebody with me? Hallelujah. So Jesus, Jesus. is the glory of God. Say it loud because Jesus is the glory of God. One of the things that glory does, therefore, is that it reveals. Somebody say it reveals. One of the things that glory does is that it reveals. Hallelujah. Number two thing we see in that first John we read. First John, hallelujah. First John uh, chapter one, we saw something there. Okay? It said in first John chapter one, it says in verse three, it says, That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship. That means we are declaring the glory of God to you. And when we declare that glory to you, what it will do is that it will make you want to have fellowship, want to share in what we share. Therefore, that means one of the things that glory also does is that glory redeems. Somebody say glory redeems. Glory redeems. Say it louder. Say glory redeems. Glory redeems. What does it mean to redeem? That means to buy back, to get a person back to normal. That means these people were not saved. And if you reveal Jesus to them, if you reveal the glorious personality of Jesus to them, they will be interested in salvation. Go with me to the book of 2 Corinthians. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. Let's read from verse 3. 2 Corinthians 3, verse... 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3 to 4. 2 Corinthians 3... Sorry, 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 to 4. If you're there, say I'm there. But if our gospel be hid or hidden, it is hidden to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which do not believe, so that the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. You see what he's saying? The light of the what? Say loud. The light of what? 
The light of what, please? Of Christ. That means the thing hindering someone's salvation is that they have not seen the light of the glorious gospel. Glorious means it's beautiful. The light. Light means the knowledge, the understanding. First John chapter five verse twenty again tells us that it tells us that this is that we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding. So what light does is it gives you an understanding. Paul now says these people, if they don't have the gospel, then they don't have the light of the glorious gospel. And if it shines upon them, they will be saved. The gospel is very attractive. That's why whenever the people went in the book of Acts to go and preach in a place, the sinners there will say, please preach this to us again tomorrow. The religious people will say, go away with this thing you are saying. The sinners will say, won't you hear it again? Hallelujah. Amen. The light of the glorious gospel. Somebody say, this gospel is glorious. Say it loud, say, this gospel is glorious. You know, when you see diamond in the... Uh, you know, a show glass, you know, the, 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 the base is rotating. You see how glorious it is. Every way it turns is beautiful. That's how Jesus is. Because what he has done is a comprehensive walk. Comprehensive walk. Every part, side of the redemption of the believer is beautiful. Somebody say, my Redeemer has done a beautiful walk. Say it loud and clear. Say, my Redeemer. Has done a beautiful work. Now we are in Second Corinthians chapter four, right? Yeah. Go to chapter five. Chapter five. Hallelujah. Chapter five, verse sixteen. Chapter five, verse sixteen. It says, "Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh." Let me read in the New King James version. Second Corinthians chapter five. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Sixteen says, and I read. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to what the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know Him thus no longer. What are they saying? Before they used to see Jesus when He was on earth doing ministry as a regular human being, claiming to be special. Now, we don't regard him that way any longer. We're looking at him in the natural. That's what the flesh means. But now, we will not regard him in the natural any longer. We know he's a spirit that took up a human body. We know he's God. God is a spirit. He took up a human body. Please hear me. The same way to look at, he says, verse 17, Therefore, if any man, if anyone is in Christ, is what? A new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things. You know, in your mind, all things is sin has passed. All things have passed away. My sin has passed away. But I'm still an old, wretched sinner. That's what many people are believing. All things have passed away. Old things. That means old, old sins. It didn't say old sins. It says old things. What are the old things? Let's continue reading. All things have passed away. Behold, or look. Behold means look. Have a revelation. All things are new. Many people, they stop at only sin has passed away. They never have a beholding of the all things are new. They keep beholding the old things. 
Father, I know I'm a woman. I know, I know, I know I'm, I'm, not, I'm not qualified. I know nobody is perfect. You never greet me by saying, nobody is perfect. I presented to that lady. I said, that, I, what did you even say? How are you? I said, how is your Bible story? To make our self not feel condemned. I'm, doing, I'm trying my best. Nobody is perfect. If I told that, uh, said nobody is righteous, nobody is perfect. I said, speak for yourself. You might not be righteous, but me, I'm righteous by the grace of God. So you can understand. Yeah. So I said, don't be sorry. Because that's what you believe. Nobody is righteous. If you want to believe that, it's your personal thought. Don't, don't generalize all of us. You, you are not perfect in your spirit. And you are not righteous. Me, I'm righteous in my spirit, man. Because the Bible says no unrighteous things are in time to heaven. So if heaven should follow your words, they will mark out your name from heaven with all your sin. Somebody with me. All things are passed with you all. All things are what? All things are what, please, now. All things have become new. He now goes ahead to tell you how the, what are the things or what has happened to you. Verse 18 says, Now all things are of God. It says, All things have become new. Now, those things that have become new, they are of who? Of who, please? God. Of who, please? God. Of who, please? Hold that portion of the Bible. Go to 1 Corinthians 1, verse 30. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 30. All things are of God. All things are of God. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 30. If you're there, say, I'm there. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 30. It says, But of him... You are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God and righteousness. Somebody say, Christ, Christ has, become has become wisdom for me. He says, and righteousness. Say, Christ, Christ has, become has become righteousness for me righteousness and, sanctification and sanctification and redemption. So the Bible says, Christ has become wisdom. Righteousness. What does sanctification mean? It's the exact word that means holiness. Sanctification means holiness. So Christ has become your holiness. So when the Bible says all things, it means all things are of God. Who is God? Christ. Christ has now become my holiness, my wisdom, my sanctification, my redemption. Redemption means forgiveness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If your forgiveness is Christ, then your forgiveness is permanent. <laughs> Hallelujah. If your forgiveness is Christ, then you don't become unforgiving today and become forgiving tomorrow and become unforgiving next tomorrow. Your forgiveness is not something that is going to happen. It has happened. Our Father who art in heaven, our Lord be thy name, thy kingdom Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day uh, and forgive us as we many people are still in that prayer. They call it the Lord's prayer and the Lord never prayed his own prayer. Aye. That's a problem. Jesus never prayed that prayer one day. That prayer makes many people have mixed thoughts about their forgiveness state. 
oh, I will have to go and forgive my sister. She's in Enugu. So I have to travel to Enugu and talk to her and we'll settle the matter. That's when I'm now forgiven. No. Ephesians 4 verse 32 says, Christ has forgiven us. Past tense. He has forgiven us of all sins and trespasses. He has forgiven us. He's not about to forgive us. Please remember that when Jesus said that prayer, what's the dispensation or which dispensation, which covenant were they under? The covenant of what? The old covenant or the law. In the law, it is if you do, God will do. If you do right, God will be right to you. In the New Testament, God is right to us because Jesus did right on our behalf. Is somebody with me? So, when Jesus went on the cross, he appeared as a sinner. And he died, rose again. Please hear this. He paid for your sin. When he paid for your sin, it was credited to you as sins are paid. Therefore, before God, let me say this to you. Before God, you are not just a forgiving person. Your sinner nature does not exist. That person died. Remember Colossians 3 verse 4. It says, you are dead. Hear me please. You are dead. And your life is now Christ. You are dead. Now, after you become born again, who has sinned since they got born again? Who has ever sinned? I have ever sinned since I got born again. What now happens after you become born again? Well, the blood of Jesus did not pay for you for two years. It's not a down payment for two years. It's not paying rent for you. The blood that was shed mistakenly by Satan, the blood is an eternal blood. The Bible says you were saved by the eternal blood of Jesus. The blood is eternal. The blood of bulls and goats worked for one year. The blood of Jesus is eternal. That means the blood is ever speaking. A receipt that you pay for a hotel for sleeping overnight will speak for how long? So, it speaks to overnight. Am I saying something? So, that way it means like speaking. Speaking doesn't mean that it doesn't blah, 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 blah. It means that its effect is still, you can present it as it. That means, when eternal blood was shed for you, hear me, that blood has effect for how long? Eternity. Let me also say this to you. Until you understand that the human being is spirit, soul, and body, you will be confused about how God is with you. Now, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 23 says that we are spirit, soul, and body. We are spirit, soul, and body. Hear me, please. When you got saved, what got saved? What happened to your soul? Your soul is the one learning I know we use the words a lot of time in church. Come to church to feed your spirit. It negates saying as Jesus is, so am I in this world. Because you sing in your mother tongue or in church. There's a song in Yoruba that they sing in praise worship. Which means praise is a song. Which means it doesn't eat eba. It doesn't eat one soup called the kokore. Now, praise is what is food, right? That's what we say. Okay, forget the praise part, but we've understood that God does not eat. Am I saying something? If God does not eat, and 1 John 4 verse 17 says, as Jesus is, so are you, that means your spirit does not eat. 
Any question? Your spirit is not eating Bible. Your spirit was made of but your spirit is the one that oh boy. Your spirit and Holy Spirit are one. There's no there's nothing like this in my spirit, this is Holy Spirit. You know? So Holy Spirit does not eat. Jesus does not eat. Hallelujah. Is now spirit. Spirits don't eat. Your spirit is not eating Bible study or praise worship. What is happening is who is being fed is your soul. Is somebody with me? Someone says, when you fast, your spirit man is being fed as you are starving your soul. Your spirit man is not feeding anything. Ephesians 1 verse 13 says, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. When you got saved, you were complete. You were, you were, not that you were, you were complete, you are still complete. Colossians 1 verse 13. Oh, open there, open there. Colossians, we are still in the second Corinthians. Colossians 1 verse 13. Or, as an American pastor, Colossians. Colossians, they have their own. Even the people of Colossae, they're wondering, are we the Colossians? Of Colossae. Colossians, Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. If you're there, say I'm there. I'm there. Hey, if you're there, say I'm there. I'm there. What does it say? Let me read. Thank you. Let's go to chapter 2, verse 10. Colossians 2, verse 10. 1, 2, ready, read. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. You are what? You are what? I need more faith. You are what? I need more anointing. You are what? I need more. You are what? I need more. You are what? I need more. You are what? Every more you think you need. You are Now, where are you complete? In your spirit, man. This spirit man does not need improvement. Those teachings we used to tell people that your, your spirit man is kwashoko. If you are born again, Jesus cannot be kwashoko, therefore your spirit man cannot be kwashoko. What they are saying is your soul uh, development. Many people, uh, the day you got saved, your soul is still on the same, many people, maybe not in this church, their soul is still in the same level of maturity, very immature. Why? Because there's no good Bible teaching. So your soul can be minuscule, can be small, can be weak. The Bible talks about people whose conscience is weak. That's the place of your soul. I'll give you an instance. Do you know that you can enter church and maybe I entered your house and I was I led a prayer and after I prayed, you just remember that you did not cover your head with scarf and you feel bad. They say, God, I'm sorry, God, I'm sorry, God, I'm sorry. You know those kind of people? What happened to you? Your soul felt wrong, felt condemned. But the lady that followed me to go and pray in your house, she did not cover her head. She even left the, your house saying, thank you, Jesus, for using us. You know the difference between the two of you? It's soul. Your soul tells you that you must cover your head. It's already with me. Therefore, you are feeling bad that you do not honor God by covering your head. Why? Because you have a Bible verse that says, Women should cover their their what? Their what, please? Their what? 
What you are you saying? I can't hear you. Is it air? Head. Hair? Bible never says hair. Pastor, what is scatter what we know? You do not read it where. Okay, let me just show you this one. You was what is happening to me? Is illumination is happening to you? You are used to quoting what they said, and the people that said it too, they quote what they said, and the people that said it too, to the people that said it, they are quoting what they. Most people have not really read their Bible in sorry, studied their Bible in a long time. They are quoting. There's nothing like cover your head. The person doing it appropriately is the non Catholic non and Muslim hijab. That's the way they used to cover head. Let's start it. I can already imagine you. I'll only be seeing your eyes and your teeth every Sunday. And someone can wear your garment and say, I'm sister blessing. So this is not the blessing. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is the one I'm going to. Uh, don't worry, I'll get there. Go to the book of um, 1 Corinthians 11. Verse, verse, uh, verse 15. Oh, why did I open to this portion? Holy Spirit, help me. I believe someone wants to be helped. Because I have to explain all that things you will see. Say again, you will be some more things that will confuse you. Don't, don't worry, we'll explain later. Let's explain only one tiny one and get back to where we are coming from. First Corinthians 11, verse 5. Verse 15. Okay, verse 5. But every woman that prays or prophesies with her head, with her what? With her what? Head. Is it head? Say head. H A I R or H E A D. A head uncovered is almost a head for. That is even as one of as which she was shaving. Old King James to say is as if she shaved her head. So he did not say cover your head. He said cover your head. So you're supposed to be wearing a jab to fulfill the scripture. Those nonsense that I don't want to pray for you. You're okay? Pastor, sorry. All of you now enter your room. When you pass it to the house. Now for Anki. You have entered the holy of holies. And Kiroka, that's still going to man house. Amen. Thank you. Your hair, everything you show, your face, I'm seeing your cheeks. You have disobeyed the Bible according to what you think. You cover your hair. Some people even, their brain is still showing fringe, what they call it, is everywhere. Looking like this. Some people even say any small thing. They say, anything, anything. They use Bible. Religion, man, the muscles are very strong. When you hold you, someone leave you. Religion has strong muscles. They said, cover your head. They said, cover your head. And why are we not doing it? Because it was their tradition. If you continue reading it, they say they have no such tradition. And if you go to the Middle East, you find out why they do it. If you live amongst, if you live in the Middle East, they have things like sandstorm. I've lived in Niger City before. What you would call a very clean tornado. For no reason, sometimes in the, in the north, we find out Niger State. We just are growing, and they have a lot of dry grass. Anytime they call grass, the grass will dry by itself. They don't need all this one that will go and pack it and wait for it to dry. It's a dry because of the dry weather they have there. dry, and over time, when the wind starts blowing, it will blow all the dust in your face. Have you seen some movies where they are, I've seen the movie, I can't remember the name of the movie, where they were in the middle of this place, and all of a sudden, the sand began to blow everywhere. That's, the sun now covered the atmosphere for a while. It's called sandstorm. They have a lot in the desert areas. Because of that, they went to cover their face. Because if not, you'll be having 
bringing problems in love. Somebody heard me. Because they're living in sandy areas, desert areas. So their region, their, their, their location, determine or define how they dress. Is somebody hearing me? They might also begin to think of honor to differentiate men and women. So they have been called that to if you can honor your husband with that and honor your man with that, honor God also with that based on their tradition. You know in your land is a culture for a woman to go ahead. That's been lost to an extent though. I think my mother just likes using gay. No, no, that is a culture. Women should have been cover their head. That's Yoruba traditional. That means the Yoruba person who is traditional who all these of the Bible is stronger than you who doesn't have that because it's a tradition. She saw it as a thing of honor. Do you get the point? So she only has seen this Bible, but she's really actually holding a tradition. That tradition has been what they brought Bible to Nigeria. Covering of the heads. Sort of the head. I don't know. Have you seen most times that your mother will come back and say, ah, what's almost uh yes, ah, I bought my scarf. Ah, is that this hot weather? You see most times they will just put it on their shoulder. Because it's a culture for you. Those young girls, you who saw and carry, you're not even have. Does it not have? Have you heard that before? Yeah. It's because it's their tradition. No one's only selling tradition to you are not buying it. Now, because of my tradition also, as a Yoruba, ah, you guys don't know my tradition, my culture. You guys do not know. The Yoruba guy, you know, frustrating before God, he sometimes do regularly. For instance, when we get home every Sunday, Everybody is like, oh, so we'll kneel down. We'll kneel down and thank God for going out and coming in the back of the church. Kneeling down is part of the back culture. Therefore, I transfer that into my relationship with God. Because that's how you honor an elderly person. Therefore, it's affecting how I'm honoring God. I don't like people around me taking comfortable postures when they are praying. We can fight, I will stop the prayer. I'm sorry, why you know? God hears me in any position. I know. But let's honor God with our posture. I tell you we are praying together. Somebody hear me? Now, so let's leave that. I just have to open that for that purpose. So we're in, we're in uh, First Corinthians, sorry, Second Corinthians, chapter five. So we're talking about the fact that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ, and Bible says all things are what of God. So we say all things. Second Corinthians five verse eighteen. It says, let me read again. It says, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself. All things are of God who has done what this? So remember, life reveals, life also what? Redeems. Remember, life does what? Glory redeems. The life of glory does what? Reveals and also what? Redeems. Please follow. Now this verse says that all things that we now have are of God. So in your spirit, man, all things are of God. Are you with me? God does not need to kill men. God is not the one eating your praise and worship. He's not eating it. Praise is an acknowledgement to God that helps to posture your mind. It also helps you to be stepped in reality. It helps you to be sober. I would say in Ephesians 5, be sober, be vigilant. What does sober mean? Sober is the opposite of being drunk. A drunk man is not in reality. When he's drunk, he can go to his God and say anything he wanted to say. But you know that he's going to do his job. But if you are in reality, you know this man is superior to me, I can't just say what I want to say. This morning we read this. So, a person, please hear me, 
oppressing more ease born again as all of God's capacity in you. As all of God. God is not getting controlled by your past. You are the one. Praises that you're doing is helping your mind to be alert to God. You're helping your mind to be stirred to praise. Because whenever you're worrying, what has happened is that your mind has magnified the problem more than God. Whenever you're worried, your mind has magnified the issues you're going through more than God. So what praise comes to do is that it magnifies God. It puts God back in his role, in his position, in your mind. Your own praising God does not make God stand up from heaven. It makes your own God in you to arise. God in your own perspective to arise. Am I saying something? It's your own perspective. Let God be magnified, Bible says. Let God. So you are the one to let God be magnified. God is not increasing in heaven when you praise Him. It's in your own understanding that is magnified. Now, please, can you follow me? Second Corinthians 5 verse 6, it says, All things are of God, who has reconciled us unto Himself, uh-huh. read again, and has given us unto us, what? The ministry of what? Because God packs you up with all things that are in Him, He now also gave you the ministry of reconciliation. So life will reveal the true nature of God. It will redeem. And when it redeems you, you cannot be silent if you are functioning according to the dictate of that life. Because that life wants you to do like John, who said, Come on, we will be healthy. Come and be part of our fellowship. That means it will now recruit you into the ministry of reconciliation. Is somebody with me? What how do you reconcile people who are already saved? What I'm doing right now is that I'm reconciling what part of it? Your spirit or your soul? Thank you very much. I'm reconciling your soul to God. Your spirit and God are agreed, but your soul and God are not in agreement. It must be that can two work together except they're in agreement. So your work with God is highly either determined or um, propelled by how much of reconciliation has been done in your soul. Have you heard the word, let's reconcile records? What does that mean? Let's reconcile accounts. What does that mean? Let's reconcile the accounts. Let's balance. That means your, your accounts must balance with them. So let us put them side by side. They must agree. If they don't agree, something is wrong somewhere. Because the right account is that your own record keeping about the finances and my own record keeping must be the same. So what's teaching, what preaching you should do to you is to reconcile your mind with the mind of God. You should reconcile your mind. Are you following me? With the mind of God. You should make sure that what is in God's mind is what is in your mind. It aligns with what is in your mind. Am I saying something? So, the third thing that the glory of God will do is that it brings about you working the work of the ministry of reconciliation. Therefore, every child of God as a work of reconciling their friend's mind, your brother's mind, stranger's mind, your sister's mind, your employer's mind, to the mind of God. So how God thinks, how God reasons. Amen. It is in reconciling your mind to God that faith arises. Hallelujah. I'll say that again. It is in reconciling your mind to God that faith arises. Do you know what I mean by that? When you see the loveliness of Jesus, you will believe in him more. Ephesians 5. When you see the loveliness of Jesus, 
Oh, oh. Time has gone. You believe in him more. Let's round off with Ephesians chapter 5. Are you blessed so far? Are you blessed so far? Okay. Ephesians chapter 5. Glory to God. Say better hallelujah. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Let me get there. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians is after Galatians. Okay, let me read from verse uh, from verse 7. Ephesians 5 verse 7. I want to cut short the things I want to read, but let me just start from somewhere. 7 says, if you're there, say I'm there. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. Verse 8. For you were once what? Darkness. It isn't you, you were in darkness. He said, no, you were darkness. But now you are what? Light. In who? Lord. So who are you now? Light. You are what? Light. What does light do? Light reveals. Light does what also? It redeems. So the way Jesus is, so are you in this world too. His ministry has become your ministry. Every purpose fulfillment message that is a Christian teaching that is not starting from this has missed it. You must know the ministry of Jesus before you know your ministry. Another way to say that is that you must know the purpose of Jesus before you know your purpose. Because if I'm traveling and I put my puppy in my traveling bag, I'm taking that traveling bag to where I'm traveling to, guess where the puppy goes? Anywhere I go. The destination or destiny of that puppy is my destination because I'm carrying it in my traveling bag. Remember, it is in, in, in. You are in the light. You are in Christ. You are in the Lord. In, in. How about the Bible say in, in Christ? If any man be in what? In Christ. You are in the light. Christ, who is our life? Our life is in Christ. All is in, in, in. So until you know where your master is going to, you have no destination. You're just finding false destination. The master's over right is going to be a Yagota Yabadi. How they call in Nigerian language, people lost. So every purpose of human sermon, teaching, seminar, for a Christian, I also start with knowing the purpose of Jesus who will carry you where you know no one. Is this making sense to God? I hear so many. Ah, ah no, 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 no. One time, into our I look for purpose. Ah, I look for purpose, purpose, purpose. I pray purpose. I look for this purpose. You know one thing about Christianity? The truth in Christ are usually too simple. That when you hear it, you say, it is it. You now want to look for another sermon about purpose. That's it. Is. When you hear the truth, I thought this person told us about. How I will find my purpose. You find where you are. When you find where you are, you find that you are in the traveling bag of Jesus. Where is Jesus going to? Have you seen those cartoons where the, the puppets will jump into a bag or they, the very, they don't know where their master is going to? Where are they going to? So, no, no, this looks like Pennsylvania. Okay, wherever the master is going to, where you are going to. Light came to do something, it came to show the glory of God. Now, you don't begin light. What are you going to do? You are going to show what? Is somebody guessing that? Now, Jesus, he says that he was a carpenter, he was a builder. 
That was what he did to fit into society. Can you imagine me now? Not doing anything. And saying I'm a secret agent. And every day, my neighbors know that I wake up in the morning, I wash my car, I go inside again, I own the generator, I sleep, and my gen is always on. I step out to buy gen for my car, go out for two minutes to go and buy food and come back. Please, will my neighbors suspect me or not? That means a secret agent should get a job that will be responsible in order to blend into society. Might say something. So the job you are doing is not your purpose. It's how you blend into society. There is no banker in heaven. There's only a man in Christ. When you get to Christ, your ID card does not say banker, lawyer, musician, accountant, vlogger, YouTuber, fashion designer, marketer, teacher. Nothing of such until you find who Christ is. You have not found the source. You are found in Him. Hallelujah. So look at how it says. It says, Christ is our life. Let's continue reading. Verse 7. It says, verse 8 says, But you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. What as children of the light? For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is the acceptable, or what's acceptable to the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever makes manifest is what this is defining you. You are the one that makes manifest. You are the one that makes understandable. So how do you redeem people to God? Make God understandable. Is somebody with me? Therefore, your lack of understanding about the ways of God makes you unskillful in your job of reconciliation. Why is talking to somebody? Your lack of you know one thing, if you are good at mathematics, people will come to you for a story. If you are good about the matters about God, people that want to understand and have questions about God will come to you. Your lack of understanding about God is making you unskillful in your assignments. Remember again, all scripture is given for the purpose, it ends in verse 6, 17. Second Timothy 3 verse 17 says, For the purpose that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto every good work. What's the work? Reconciling other people to God. Hallelujah. So if you get a person saved, your work has not finished. Your work now is to get their souls reconciled. So if we are sons of the light, we are sons of the ministry of reconciliation. Christ had this ministry of reconciliation. We have the ministry of reconciliation. So we said that when you are saved, what needs reconciliation? Is that your soul? Am I correct? Now, what we also do, Jesus did two more. Yeah? He did three types of reconciliation. We trying to reconcile men's spirits to God, salvation. Trying to reconcile men's mind to God. Showing them that God doesn't act in this way of killing, stealing, and destroying. Thirdly, what do you see Jesus doing many a times? What was he doing in his ministry? Who was? Huh? That's because I he was mine. What else do you see? Say it now. After teaching, what was the first part of things? 
miracles of what? What kind of miracle? Healing. It was reconciling those bodies back to the Lord. So, spirit saved. Reconciling the spirit to God. Soul being saved. Reconciling the souls of men to God. Healing the body. Reconciling the body back to how God made it. I'm having fun this morning. So, say after me, say, I have the ministry of reconciliation. Say love and bless. They have the ministry of reconciliation. Say, I reconcile men's spirits to God in salvation. I reconcile men's souls to God in discipleship. I reconcile men's bodies to God in divine healing and health. Does that make sense to you? So, one part, salvation. Soul is discipleship. Body, healing and world peace, and health. Any questions? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Say the name of Jesus. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, you sat down for too long. Say, neighbor, what do you reconcile? Go to your neighbor and ask the neighbor to explain to you. Please ensure your neighbor doesn't get too busy. Go to your neighbor. Go to your neighbor. Never allow your neighbor to say to you on this matter. What is reconciling people soul? What does that mean? Alright. After you're done with that question, tell me what can make a person unskillful in the discipleship of other people? The world of discipleship, which is reconciliation. What can make a person skillful? Only wait. I want to hear the response from that answer. Unequipped. What will make the person unequipped in discipleship? What did your neighbor answer? Who knows the answer? Who knows? Don't tell me. Just who knows? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, five. Okay. Okay. All right. So, what is the answer? What's the answer? That's it. Understand. You can know the word of God. You can quote it. It doesn't mean you understand it. The Son of Man has come to give us an understanding. Hallelujah. All right. Let's praise God. Let's say, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. Thank you for the things I've learned in service this morning. Thank you for revelation, for illuminating my mind. Thank you, Lord, for bringing life to my understanding. Please voice your words to God. Don't just see them within you. Voice your expressions to God. Thank you for the things you said unto me this morning. Thank you for the things I've learned, Father God. 
Thank you, Lord, because I'm a glory carrier. Thank you, Lord, because I'm given the ministry of reconciliation. Thank you because I'm honored to have the same purpose with Jesus Christ. Somebody talk to God. Thank you because I have the same purpose with Jesus. Because I have the same purpose, I've been given the same tools with Jesus. I have the same tool set with Jesus. It will be wickedness for God to give you the work of Jesus and not to give you the tools of Jesus. But he give you the tools of Jesus. All these things are of God. All the things in your spirit, man, are of God. Thank you, Father, for your amazing word. Thank you for my ministry. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hold hands with the neighbors. In Jesus' name, I pray for you. Be equipped to do the work of the ministry of reconciliation. I pray for you. Be equipped to do the work of the ministry of reconciliation. Please pray, 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 pray. In the name of Jesus Christ. Pray for that person. Pray for that person. That they will be skilled. They will be equipped to do the work of the ministry of reconciliation. They will not be weak in this work. They will not be weak in this work. They will grow in understanding. They will grow in understanding. Lift up your voice and pray for that person. Their spiritual growth will not be stopped. They will not draw back from the things they are learning. They will not draw back from the things they are learning. They will not draw back from the things they are learning. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. They will not draw back from the things they are learning. They will not draw back from the things they are learning. Hallelujah to God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Say, Father, may I see your glory in clearer. Say loud and clear. Say, Father, may I see your glory clearer. Now, before you pray, what is your glory again? What's the glory again? All that God is, all that God has, and all that God can do. Say, Father, may I see your glory clearer. Go ahead and pray in the name of Jesus. Yes, I want to have a clearer picture of your glory. A clearer understanding of your glory. Moses said, show me your glory. You have shown that glory in the person of Jesus. In the coming of Jesus. The Bible says he began to manifest his glory. The thing Moses prayed about, we now have. But may I understand it on a personal level. Please engage in this prayer. May I understand this glory. May I relate to this glory. May I have fellowship with this glory on a personal level. May I have fellowship with this glory on a personal level. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say, Father, help me to manifest this glory. Go ahead and begin to pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, help me to manifest this glory. May I learn to manifest this glory. May I walk in the ability and capability of this glory. Yes, in the name of Jesus. May I walk in the ability, the capability of this glory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we'll pray. In Jesus' mighty name, we'll pray. Father, we thank you for your word is true. I ask you, God, that this word, you will help your people to stay on this word. That the enemy shall not steal the seed. That this word shall abound in their hearts. Bringing forth hundredfold of harvest to the glory of your name. In Jesus' mighty name. Oh, a believing, strong amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, we stand. Oh, glory.
your hands are not on by faith. Hallelujah. Alright, so this is the last day of our fast. You can be seated. Today is the last day of our fast. So uh, by 3 p.m. we'll be ending our fast today. The Sunday we'll bring um Amino on 3 p.m. Hallelujah. Alright. So I want to have a quick feedback session and answer a uh, question and answer session. Session, yeah. Yes, I, I love seeing people writing. It's easier for you to memorize the, uh, the things you are saying when you look at them again, to understand it when you look at them again. Why are you doing that word? People are saying, come on, boy. Osha 100, hold on. Hallelujah. All right. I want to um, receive um, feedbacks. So what did you learn today? Can you start for us? What did you learn today? I'm going to ask you Victor also. What did you learn today? Okay. My customer. <laughs> Pray. I'm going to ask you what did you learn today? Okay. This is what you always use our flyer for. I didn't understand. What happened to the notes we gave you? Now you're not in that place of working any longer. And use our notes, our children to write their account details, to reconcile accounts. Praise. Is this good at all? You see why Jesus is saying, I beg. Oh, he's not saying so. By the way, what does Jesus say? I would say he's making intercession. When you get intercession in your mind, you always think you are praying for somebody. You are, you are asking for somebody. You are speaking on behalf of somebody. Um, that's why I ask, allow you to give your input. I think I need you to open to a portion of scripture so I can go further. I don't leave a, a stone on turn in your mind, a, a thought on turn. Um, hallelujah. Please prepare your responses, prepare your questions. Romans 11. Romans 11. Verse 2. It says, God has not cast away his people which he for him. Do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah or Elias? How he makes intercessions to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed your prophet, they have taken down your altars. And I am left alone, and they seek my life. We've touched that scripture in church, am I correct? Yes, sir. So it calls that speaking against them intercession. To speak on behalf of somebody in the Bible is, is not just praying favor. So Jesus is also not praying mercy for you, asking God to have it. God has had, or he has, he has had mercy on you. How would I say it again? What Jesus is doing is that Jesus is speaking who you are. No, Elijah was speaking their wrongs. Jesus is speaking your words. Mm. Did you get the point, please? Elijah was speaking their wrongs before God. What is Jesus doing? So what do you think he's saying? Give me an instance. Mm-hmm. Father is righteous. He's holy. This person is completing me. He's saying that. That's the intercession he's making. If not... 
Jesus will be every time. He has to be kneeling down. Remember, Jesus is God. So he's not telling the Father anything. And Father is not saying, Are you sure he has changed? He has changed though. He told me privately that he has changed. So this guy is lying. He said, Just trust her last time. He really to church next Sunday. Just last time. No. Jesus, before his Lord, when he remembers his word and remembers your flaws, he says to situations, this person is righteous. Not based on what they did, but based on what I did and they believe in what I did for them. That's the intercession. Is somebody following me? This thing I just said to you is deep. I can show you scriptures that show that. The Bible says in the Old Testament, whenever the high priest appeared before God once a year, so let's say the high priest time to appear before God is around, I think, um, if I'm correct, April in our calendar. They don't use the same calendar with us. So the sin we committed in December, the high priest asked to say, Father, for the sins of all the people of Israel, this boat is for them. What he's doing is bringing a remembrance of the December sins also. That means for every time he's coming, he's also reminding God about the sin. Because he wants God to forgive him or to put it under the blood. So Jesus doesn't do that. He doesn't say God forgive him for his sin three years ago. Because he's still sorry. He doesn't even talk sin. I mean, there you go. He talks righteousness. Let me give you an instance. You've seen it in the book of Romans before. Abraham staggered not in faith. Abraham did what? Staggered not in faith, giving glory to God. Who is talking there? The Holy Ghost is talking to Paul. Because if it is by our own natural eyes, what we see in Genesis, that guy, did he stagger? He just, he not only stagger, fell down flat. Because he was not supposed to have an issue. It's only hearing me. But the eyes of the Spirit will look at your righteousness based on the fact that you believe. Because Abraham believed in God, he was accounted for righteousness. Therefore, for the righteous person, all you do right is what is being counted for you. Have you gone to try to sell something to these people, other people, and you brought a lot of things, and you say, this is the only thing I can buy. Now, but they are booking beats you for the wrong things you brought you to scam in. It's Adam now. You know this one, you're very broke. Why you sold your things? You sold, 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 sold. I said, this one is plastic. Does it beat you? There are also places where you can go and steal your stuff. Maybe you have some new stuff. When you get there and they say, what you want is carton. And you got there, you want to this paper. Do they arrest you for bringing paper? They take your carton, they give you value. They give you money. Can I say something please? That's the same way. If you go to God, the day you have paid before God, God will take what you did right. And you want you for what you did right. And what is the one that gave you the grace to do right. Hmm. He gave you grace to do right. And you reward you for using the grace. To do right. That's the parable of the talent. Someone gave them talent, he rewarded them for using the talent. Am I saying something? So God is not in that parable of talent. Remember, it's a parable. That guy was the other guy was not sent to go to everlasting damnation. That's not a Christian. What it means is that that guy did not take salvation. Because he did not take salvation. Why? Why did he take salvation? That guy that had one talent. He says, I know my master, for he's, he's very hard, he's a harsh man. Remember? That means he had a wrong perception of God. He did not know the true God. You said the point is, he did not have a true, so he did not see the glory of God. He saw God as hard and harsh. Just reading from where he did not so. What does that mean? Please, 
I'm quoting the Bible. He said so. He is reaping from where he did not sow. That means he believes that God has not given you anointing, but he wants to go and do the work of an anointed person. He has not given you faith. He will send to go and use faith so that demon will not slap you. When he say, demon, come out. I see him. That guy is a deficiency-minded Christian represented also in him. He represents the unbeliever and the deficiencies in many Christians. I spoke about this, I think, in Amazon. Uh, insufficiency mentality. Who here talk about that? Yeah. Insufficiency mentality, I don't have. I don't have. I don't have enough here. Like I said, this master, he likes reaping where he can also. That means he does not see that one talent as anything. He believes he's not doing anything. Am I saying something to you? So Jesus, just come there. He's not saying God are there. That's not the intercession. He's speaking. And saying, He's righteous before my Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Alright, so I want to hear what you learned today very quickly. Before we take our time and offer. What did you learn today? Who wants to start? Okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, so uh, this morning. I learned that um, we should be careful about the fact that we can't even make covenant with God. God cannot make covenant with man. Um, God had to for God to be able to make covenant with man. God, God has God has made some covenants in the Old Testament. In the Old with man. Testament with man. In the, I'm talking about the new dispensation. Okay, so God had to come down in form of a man and make covenant with himself so that we at that are now in Christ and also partake of the covenants that he made with Christ. So I, I learned that this morning. Yeah. Well done. Can we appreciate that? Can we clap for her? Well said. Okay. Next person. Mr. Samuel. Can we pass the microphone to him? It might make some noise because of where you're seated. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I know that we can't find purpose in life without finding Jesus. To discover purpose in life, discover Jesus. Yeah. Applaud him, please. Applaud him. We can't find purpose in life without finding Jesus. So find Jesus and find purpose. Find the purpose of Jesus. Find your own purpose. Because your purpose is his purpose. His purpose is your purpose. Praise God. Next one. I like it that way. Two and two. I learned that eternal life is knowing God as he truly is. Without the opinions of men. Say that again. I said I learned that eternal life is knowing God as he is without the opinions of men. Did you hear what she said? Did you hear what she said? Oh, who is absent-minded? Eternal life is knowing God without very well put. God without opinions. God without opinions is eternal life. It sums up what I've been saying when I say God in trying to be understood gave us 66 books, came in human form, showed us himself, then entered into you. That person that entered into you is life, is eternal life. 
He says, if you have me, you will understand me. So, the Holy Spirit was given to you not to speak in tongues as the primary. It was given to you so I can understand God. Do you get the point, please? That's why when you get born again, when you study the Bible, you understand it on life when you're not born again. Because the Holy Spirit was given to you so I can relate with God. Remember, 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. What we usually call the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit is to help you to share what God hears. You have what God has, so you can understand what God understands. You have the mind of Christ. Am I saying something? So eternal life's purpose was not to go to save from hellfire. That was not the main purpose. That was not the main purpose. It's a byproduct. Because at last, we are still going to come down from heaven and come to this earth. Is somebody hearing me? Who knows that after a thousand years, we're going to come down to the earth again? A earth and some, an earth calls a new heaven, a new earth. Praise is so surprised. Come collect the offering in your human church. I'm telling you. I'm very surprised. Have you ever heard what new heaven, new earth? Have you heard before? I think it's a cliche of cartoon. I think it's cartoon. A whole new world. Yeah. Yes, I see. So I don't for you. that don't make sense in church. Eh? I'm blessed that you know now. Hallelujah. So we're going to be back here uh, because God gave the earth to man. That's the original plan. We're going to come down to the earth again. Praise God. But it's so beautiful to miss hellfire. It's so beautiful. The only way that can be cured in your mind is that God has to be a mind that does not think about people in hellfire. Because it must be tortured to be in heaven and remember people. That's why don't joke with any sibling of yours not being saved. Don't joke. Your friend, your brother is not a joke. The only bad thing about it now that we preach heaven and hellfire, people get saved and they get stuck. They get saved, they don't go to church. That's another problem now. Hallelujah. So well, let's clap for Chiwendo. Let's clap for Sister Chiwendo. Next person, Sister Blessing. And Sister Ladia, what? Praise God. Hallelujah. I learned that glory is all that God is, all that God has, and all that God can do. So when I, as I have the light of God in me, I show forth His glory. Yeah. God bless you. Let's clap for him. I'm gonna let it shine. Huh? Oh yeah. I'm gonna let it shine. Oh yeah. Everybody has little like that. Throw that little like away. Throw it away. Subscribe for the new one in Christ. It's called Great Lights. This great light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. This great light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. This great light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. You think we are singing this light of mine is a children's song? Let's come and put it in the microphone. Come and sit down. It's for mature believers. Great, great light of mine. So you see, those are our songs about and all our theme about lights. You know, a typical theme of a church when they say this year is our year of lights. You know what it means? This year we are going to shine. Which means this year they'll get promotion, they'll get job, 
That's the shine of his project film shine. Canal shine. No, is that bad? No, no, that's a byproduct of the shine. You yeah. mean? It's not the shine. Ah, I've been not shining now. We are shining. This lady just got a job. We are shining. Not, shining is what? Showing the person of God. Revealing God is the shine. Because God is light. So if God comes and shows himself from you, you are shining. Yeah. Somebody getting me? So in iPhone 13, it's not they are shining. I know we say that in normal with that. Nah, actually we are shining on iPhone 14. Instead of you are saying amen now. It's, of course, it's a very good device to have. But that's not the shine. You get the point. Because many people have iPhone 14 and they're not born again. The shine is to show the light. It's very frustrating to me when I see pastors define things using dictionary and using canal mentality. Alright, next person. Praise God. Hallelujah. Today I learned that the essence of God is the life of God. And the life of God is the glory of God. And glory is all that God is, all that God has, and all that God can do. Glory reveals and it reveals. God bless you. I mean, applaud her. I mean, applaud her. Glory is the essence of God. Glory is all that God is, all that God has, all that God can do. Glory reveals, redeems. And it also does what? It's one more thing. It reconciles. God bless you. Any other person? Victor? Alright. Let's applaud him as you want to. In English. That thing I just said, that, that thing I just said now, people don't like it. The carnal man does not like it. You're looking for your own. You've got open company. The company has not done well. You want to open your own company. That's what you are trying to do. Just join the other company. First day, you just said about the profits. Ah, looking for my own. That's what you're doing. First day, every day, every day, 700 k every day. I don't know that part of the thing is buying diesel. Buying nylon. Those are after my mom. That is the purpose of Jesus. He came to die. Who told you he came to die? That's all. He came to die. He did not come to die. I came to marry you. I have children. I have cars in Nigeria. Cars in Dubai. If you don't take time, you'll soon be in that church that Joseph posted when the pastor is praying for your own boys. They're not shining in that church. Can't you see the church is fine? They're shining now. He said someone gave him two million after he prayed for it. He said, prayer of confirmation. Someone's mother abroad with crying. If not that God is God, even Holy Ghost, after watching that video, will shout from that church. Holy Ghost! <laughs> Holy Ghost himself will. Ah, no place for this church. Ah, only, I'm telling you the truth. 
shrine. Shrine with Christian Church of Christ at the back. Name does not change church. Who wants to give a last name? Praise, have you done that? God bless you. Whatever they are, whatever they think, or whatever they do. Can we applaud that? Yeah. So now we all for the inputs. We've already been on 12 o'clock. Hallelujah. I really, really like it when I'm able to hear people uh, give questions or give inputs about what they learned. It helps us to know how far we're going. Alright, we're going to take our offering. Um, this year, this month, sorry, we're receiving a first fruit. First fruit is a, um, your income for the month. Alright? We talked about that a couple of times. So if the Lord has told you how to do so, or you've done so already online, you gave maybe a part or you gave fully, uh, I would also like to pray with you. Let's pass the offering basket around very quickly, firstly. So you have a tithe, you have a first fruit. After the offering basket, you would like you to come for it. New money, okay. Oh, uh, Minister Maria, can you help those who don't have new money? Can you help them? Okay, so she says she can help them. To help them to change it. So they can keep their old money. For those who came to dump old money, you are welcome. It's where you are that they're not giving. A lot of investors are here. The ATMs are giving, the banks are giving here now. Yes, I believe so. No, it's in that area, that axis. Investor here. I think so. Who told you? In Solary, people said there's new money in Solary. So the people said they are going more. So I said don't give an offering beyond 20 kids. Why are you speaking for them? Alright, so the account details um, for Life Tribe Church. Glory to God in the highest. Glory, 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 glory. Glory to God in the highest. Alright, the account details for Life Tribe Church is Union Bank of Africa account. Account number is 21950-11614. Again, 219-50-11614. The account name is Life Tribe. Alright, Father, we thank you. Alright, anyone who give a uh, first rule, you want to give a type now, or you a type online already, or you want to do that physically right now, please come forward, let's pray with you, let's pray for you. Hallelujah. If you've done that, let's pray with you. I know some people are going to be able to give next week. Anybody, without, in the absence of anybody, we're going to pray and close the service. Anybody? All right, Father, we thank you for, um, oh no. Nigeria, Nigeria, my country. To be faithful, they are not honest. People should not allow me to see national anthem. All right, God bless you. I understand, I understand. 
Father, I thank you. Let's try for our hands to us. Uh, huh? Pray that, Father, honor her according to your word. I want you to speak for the next 10 seconds. Lord, honor her. We believe the God who honors. Giving to God is an honor. It's sacrificial and it's also honor. But honor your daughter as she's honored you with her income, with her finances. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, I pray for your daughter that our giving will bring an expansion of your work. As she has given, and anyone who is online who has given concerning the things of the kingdom that is being done here, are being done here. I ask Father God, use their giving to accelerate your assignment in Life Tribe Church. We are called to bless the nations, mature the believer into living the God kind of life, and raising others into the same. May our financing, our giving, bring about an acceleration and a succeeding in this mission. In the name of Jesus Christ. I call their giving blessed. I command in Jesus' name, the hand of provision is giving you much more than what you're giving. The Lord rewards you. The Lord honors you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare those of help and increase are hereby open. Open in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, also I thank you for those who are giving an offering out of the abundance you've given unto them. You bless their seed song, multiply it, and increase the fruit of their righteousness to the glory of your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Please the basket. Praise God. All right, all right, all right. Glory to God. What a time of service. Have you been blessed today in church? Yes, sir. Have you been blessed today in church? Yes, sir. All right, um, I'd like us to wait behind uh, the team members. I would like us to quickly speak to ourselves. It took me more than five minutes. I think so. All right. Let's start to our feet. Let's receive the validation. Please, um, I want to ask of us who have not been joining our weekly activities. You have weekly activities online. Very easy to join. Who joined the prayer meeting? Throughout this, our fast and prayer. Who we'll join? Who we'll join? All right. Please join in. It's very easy to join in. Um, you know, we meet every Wednesday morning with a teaching of the word, 6 a.m. Every uh, Friday, we meet to pray online, 9 p.m. One hour each, these times of meetings. One hour each. So it's not only Sunday, it's just that we are online. One hour each. So if you are on our group, of course, all of us here are on the group. You will find the links always posted. You can even listen to them afterwards because they are recorded as they are being uh, broadcast online. Do want to return to them. Listen again in case you were you missed out on them. As you do that, be be nourished in Jesus' name. Father, I call your people blessed. You are blessed when you go out. You are blessed when you come in. I call everything concerning you covered in the blessing. In the name of Jesus Christ. I declare no evil shall befall you. You are helped wherever you go. I declare in the name of Jesus Christ. This year and all through this week, you are increasing in your manifestation of light. Ah, say it better in the people of God. This is your year of great light. This is your year of great abundance. This is your year of great acceleration. In the name of Jesus Christ, whatever has held you bound is tonight. Today, I command it broken in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Whatever will stop you this week, I command it is stopped in the name of Amen. Jesus Christ. 
Whatever will enter it this week, I command it is entered in Jesus' name. This will fly on eagle's wings. In Jesus' name, have ease and peace in your home and in all that concerns you. Be drawn into deeper communion with God in prayer, in the word, in study, in fellowship with other believers. In this week, in Jesus' name. So it is for you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church any better. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Have a blessed week in Jesus' name.